Hello, it's AJ, and welcome to the D Plus Club. As always, I'll be bringing you the latest news and rumours in the world of Disney Plus. I'll be covering what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney Plus streaming service in the US and in the UK. And of course, each week we have a weekly movie club, where I give you an overview of the movie along with some facts and some possible goofs. In the last show, we covered the Pixar movie, Toy Story. I do have to apologise about that, though, because my voice was pretty terrible throughout that entire episode, which I'll, I'll get to shortly. But that episode, along with all previous episodes, is available now on all major podcasting platforms, including whichever platform you're listening on right now. And it's also available on the new Sorcerer Radio website, actually. So if you go to srsounds.com forward slash the D plus club, you'll actually be able to listen to the podcast directly on that page. This last couple of weeks, though, because I have had a weekend off because I had a charity event and some other things, uh, we have been watching the very first Pirates of the Caribbean film, The Curse of the Black Pearl. But I'll get back to that movie a little bit later in the show. How's everyone's weeks been? Well, I mentioned this in the last show that I'd been recovering from a chest infection and later that evening I was feeling pretty terrible and I was coughing really, really bad and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a COVID test. I'd done one only like the day before and it had shown up negative, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to be cautionary about it all and everything like that. I'll do a COVID test before I go into work the following day. And uh, it was quite funny, actually, because my wife shouted down to me. She says, are we pregnant then? Because I've been doing a COVID test and it's just like a pregnancy test sort of thing. And uh, I just shouted, yeah, I'm pregnant. And she was like, what? (laughs) I was like, yeah, I'm tested positive. So, uh, yeah, that was uh, pretty terrible. And then it kind of went downhill from there. I lost my voice again for like the second time in only a couple of weeks and Even when I started to get it back, it was so sore and rough. And even now, my voice hasn't fully recovered from it. And you you might still be able to hear it every now and again. But uh, yeah, I wasn't doing very good with it. I had like terrible, like, I don't know, like cold sweats and aches, like aching, like right down to my fingertips. And I'm thankful that I'm like, I've had like three vaccines so far. I think I do qualify for the... uh, like the second booster but of course with me actually getting covid i won't be able to have that for a little while yet but uh yeah i've uh, with me having that i don't think i suffered as badly as maybe i could have done it was like a, a cross between a really bad cold and flu with a really bad cough so uh, yeah thankfully I, I haven't had it as bad as other people have had it so uh, yeah it's <laughs> I've, I've seemed to have recovered mostly from it by now i did only start testing uh, well it started showing the faint line this past wednesday and then i started testing negative over the weekend so uh, yeah it's uh, been a rough couple of weeks but with the restrictions here in the uk you no longer have to self-isolate anymore the rules are basically if you feel up to going to work you go to work so on the sunday evening after recording the past last podcast i uh, sent my two directors a message saying look i've done a couple of uh, home covid tests both of them have shown positive straight away what would you like me to do and one of them basically turned around to me and said if you feel up to it come in <laughs> that's what i did and because i'm i don't know i'm kind of a workaholic a little bit like that i've i've tried to step back a little bit over the last couple of years especially after being made redundant and then going into a new job i've tried to concentrate more on family time and things like that but i'm still a little bit of a workaholic 
Uh, but yeah, I just I went into work and got on with it. And I actually think that I actually picked it up from work. So the person who I sit like across from, he'd been off for a few days, like the end of the week before the last podcast. He'd been like in bed with sweats and coughing and this, that and the other. And then he came in on the Friday and I think that I've picked it up from him and a few other people in the office have been in similar sort of situations that week as well. So I think it had started going around the office. I'd picked it up from them and then I've like tested positive on the Sunday. And then not only that, but my wife and my son on the Wednesday tested positive as well. But my wife works in pharmaceuticals, so she couldn't go to work. So she's actually been off work for a week and a half now. And also there's been school holidays in between that. So she's had both the kids at home with her the entire time whilst trying to work from home. So I don't pity her with that. It's been a little bit rough for her trying to look after the kids and also work at the same time. But of course, with my son testing positive, we couldn't send him off to his grandparents or anything like that. And my daughter actually didn't test positive at all. She tested negative the entire time. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what's where that comes from, whether she's just got some sort of na- natural immunity or like something that's stopping her from being able to get it currently. She might have even, I don't know, just had a cold. She's like, sometimes very like runny nose and things like that. And she might have just had a cold and that stopped her from being able to inhale it in. Not a clue. I'm not a uh, medical person in that sort of sense. But yeah, it's been a rough couple of weeks, let's say. I did actually go to the charity event that I did say that I would be going to this past weekend. It was a charity football match. And uh, yeah, it was well, soccer, sorry, for uh, you guys over in the US. But uh, yeah, it was really good. My work team entered into that. They came top of their group and then they got knocked out in the first knockout stage. I filmed the entire thing and I put it up on my work's YouTube channel actually. But if you want to be able to check that out, just search on YouTube for one, two call. So it's the word one, the number two, and then the word call. You'll also find all of my uh, like old tech videos on there as well. It's not a plug or anything for that channel. It's just if you want to go and see the uh, charity football event it is on there and it's also been edited to one of dj saucy's songs as well because he gives me permission to be able to do that i usually verify it with him but he's usually happy with that and uh, yeah no i had a really really good weekend and like i said i've just been working throughout and just battling through everything trying to think what else i've been up to or if there has been anything else oh no that's the other thing Yesterday evening, so I'm recording this on Sunday, as I usually try to do. I am reco- started recording this in Sunday afternoon, and as I've said on a few occasions, sometimes I have to finish things off in the evening, although I try to do as much as I can during the day now. Uh, but yeah, yesterday we went out for a nice big family meal. So uh, my wife, our two kids, my dad, my godmother, and also my sister, her partner, and her daughter and son were there. And it would have actually been my mother's birthday. My mum passed away back in 2008, unfortunately, due to complications with cancer. She'd been suffering for about a year and a half with that and uh, yeah she passed away and it would have been her birthday yesterday so we got all the family together we had a nice meal out to celebrate her life let's say and uh, yeah it was really nice and also my daughter got asked to be a bridesmaid for my sister's wedding which is actually new year's eve this year so it's going to be a combination wedding and new year's eve party and we've booked the hotel room for it this past weekend because we didn't want to 
try, like try and get a taxi back on New Year's Eve to our house. So uh, you know, booked a room at a local hotel, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be really nice actually. So uh, got a lot of things coming up this year with Florida and birthdays coming up. My son's birthdays in a couple of weeks, and my daughter's birthdays a few weeks after that, and. Uh, my birthday and my wife's birthday later this year and we've got then Christmas and this, that and the other and weddings and yeah, it's going to be a really nice year and I'm hoping that, uh, especially with COVID and everything like that, that uh, nothing has to get cancelled unfortunately but uh, here's knocking on wood and crossing our fingers on that and hoping that everything will be okay and uh, yeah that's about it for this week hopefully everyone else has had a better couple of weeks than i have let's say drop me a message of course over on social media at at or forward slash the d plus club and let me know how you've been doing now though it's time for the news and again as, as it's been a couple of weeks i'm not going to cover every single story as we'd be here for quite a while in that sort of case and of course my voice is still recovering from covid but i am going to pick out some of the more notable stories from the past couple of weeks let's say firstly that it's been announced that the release of the obi-wan kenobi series has actually been delayed by a whole two days so it was originally going to be released on wednesday may 25th which would have coincided with the release of a new hope but now it's going to be released on friday may 27th it's actually unknown why they've chosen to delay the release by only two days and especially to a friday as well seems as most of the marvel and star wars series have now been premiering on wednesdays but yeah it's going to be now released on friday may 27th and in the announcement video for this actually the kenobi actor ewan mcgregor announced that there will actually now be two episodes released on that very first day on friday may 27th as well Staying on Star Wars news, it has been announced that the filming has now wrapped on The Mandalorian Season 3, with more news expected to be announced around this and possibly other Star Wars-related series at the Star Wars Celebration, which is going to be taking place this year between May 26th and May 29th. It's been speculated, actually, that the Kenobi premiere, or maybe even a screening event, could take place at Star Wars Celebration for those first two episodes, especially as that May 27th date falls right in the middle of uh, this Star Wars Celebration event. Keeping on the Star Wars news a little bit longer, and I haven't actually put this in my notes, but I wanted to be able to talk about it. The Star Wars, or Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, has actually been released now on major gaming consoles i actually picked it up this last week for nintendo switch after having it pre-ordered for the longest period of time it's been delayed on numerous occasions i think when i pre-ordered it it was due for release like before this past christmas i think it was and it's now eventually been released i've been playing it this weekend and it's really really good i'm not usually into like lego games or anything like that but it's just a really really nice long adventure and there's lots of little side quests and things that you can do and i'm very much a completionist when it comes to these types types of games so yeah i've been really enjoying it and you get the choice of like which order you want to do them in so you can either do the prequel trilogy the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy and you have to do at least the first episode in each of those trilogies before you can go like to the next episode of course having been in the star wars universe for as long as i have watching and watching all of the different media i decided to go prequel original sequel just like follow the story all the way through and yeah i'm really really enjoying it i'm still on episode one i've been playing it now for 
couple, a good couple of days, really. And yeah, really, really enjoying it. And I would highly recommend it if you are a Star Wars fan. Even if you're not really much of a Lego game fan, it's a really, really fun one to be able to play. So uh, yeah, just thought I'd kind of sneak that in there. Of course, after the last show, we had the Oscars. And of course, there were many different events that transpired at the Oscars, if you haven't yet heard. But among those, Disney actually did pick up six awards, including Encanto winning the Best Animated Feature Film, uh, Ariana, I think that's how you say that, Ariana DeBrossi won the Best Actress in a Supporting Role for West Side Story, Cruella even won the Best Costume Design, and Summer of Soul won the Best Documentary, among many other wins, of course. However, Disney's West Side Story missed out on Best Picture, as Apple TV's Coda won in that category, which was extremely well-deserved, as Coda is an absolutely brilliant movie. Me and my wife watched it, I think I even mentioned about it when we watched it, it was or sometime either early this year or late last year really really brilliant movie it's about a girl with uh, two deaf parents and a deaf brother and about her trying to become herself while other people kind of label her as the girl with the deaf parents and coda actually stands for child of deaf deaf adults and it's a really 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 brilliant film it, there's a lot of music in it as well, and there's a really emotional part to it where the parents are watching this girl sing, and of course, they can't hear what she's saying. And they're sat in the audience on their own, actually, because she's like auditioning. And whilst she's singing, she's signing the song, and it's a really, really, really emotional moment. And yeah, absolutely love that film. Really well deserved to win it for winning Best Picture at the Oscars. If you haven't checked it out yet, it is on Disney, uh, not Disney Plus, it is on Apple TV Plus. And if you don't currently subscribe to Apple TV Plus, if you have an Apple device, whether it's an iPhone or an iPad or even one of the Mac products, when you get one of those devices, you actually get, I think it's something like a few months or a year or something like that, worth of Apple TV Plus to be able to watch for free so highly advise you check that out or even just sign up for one month watch this film it's definitely well worth it and there's some really really good tv series on there at the moment as well me and my wife have been watching uh the morning show we watched um surveillance is it or something like that and a really 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 good series and of course you can watch coda on there we actually pay for it as part of our apple one subscription which includes apple music for all of our family apple tv plus as well apple fitness plus and a huge cloud storage plan for all of the media that i save into the cloud but uh, yeah highly advise that you check that out if you get chance of course i am talking about disney plus today so i'm going to get back into the disney plus news but i did want to briefly touch on that because it is a brilliant movie and it was very well deserved to get that award Back to the Disney Plus news now, though. It's been announced that the original cast of the British film The Full Monty, including Robert Carlyle, they will all be returning for a new Hulu and Disney Plus series, which has actually already started filming in Sheffield, England, which is actually really close to where I work. Further filming is also going to be taking place in Manchester as well. The series will consist of eight 60-minute episodes, and no release date has yet been scheduled for this series, but it's interesting that they're picking this up, because this film got a lot of awards when it originally came out, and I think it's something like 20, 25 years old or something like that, so yeah, looking forward to finding out more about this, and I might even find out where some of the filming is taking place in Sheffield and see if I can go down there and take a look and uh, see what's going on. 
Moving on to a little bit of Marvel news, it's been revealed this past week that Disney have edited many of the bloody scenes in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is currently available on Disney+. However, this didn't include the iconic scene with blood on Captain America's shield, which, if anything, is probably one of the more gory bits of that series. However, Entertainment Weekly are now reporting that Disney will be restoring the original cuts of these episodes, and that the censored versions are actually being shown due to an error with how Disney Plus is handling the new parental controls. Staying on the Marvel news, after the premiere of Moon Knight on Disney Plus the other week, the character can now be seen at the Avengers Campus at Disney's California Adventure. Of course, Disney's California Adventure does have a Marvel-themed area called the Avengers Campus, which cannot be done at Walt Disney World in Florida due to the current contracts that are in place that uh, were originally set up before Disney bought Marvel, where at Universal Studios Islands of Adventure there is a Marvel-themed land. So, uh, yeah, there will be some rides because the like, those characters aren't in use at Universal. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is going to be opening soon at Walt Disney World, and there are some other characters and things that you'll be able to find around the parks but uh, yeah in terms of a themed land california and i think paris is also getting this which is currently being built and is due to open at some point this year as well moving on staying on the marvel news it's been reported with many rumors actually that we could be seeing both kingpin and daredevil making an appearance in the upcoming echo series it's likely that we'll see Kingpin appear in the series after the events of the end of the Hawkeye series. It would make sense that that character would appear again. However, Daredevil appearing in the series could lead to an interesting story with both a, a blind and a deaf character appearing. Personally, I would love to see Charlie Cox return as Matt Murder or Daredevil in an upcoming series, whether that's in the current, like the upcoming Echo series, or whether it's in a new Daredevil series for Disney+. I'm not sure how likely it would be that Matt Murdock will show up in this series, but it could then open up the door for like a, a backdoor pilot, let's call it, into a new series for Disney+. Plus. But I'll be keeping an eye on this going forward because it'd be really interesting to be able to find out more about this. Moving on, I've actually spoken about this a few times recently, about Tim Allen and many of the other original cast returning for a Santa Claus Legacy series. However, this past week it was announced that Tim's own daughter, Elizabeth, will be joining the series and making her acting debut in the role of Sandra, the youngest child of Scott and Carol. It's really nice to see that she's coming on board to the project and keeping it all within the family as well. Sandra is reportedly a bit rough and tumble and she's got a passionate sense of right and wrong and also a strong connection with animals mostly because there are no humans her age at the North Pole which makes her feel a little bit lonely. We also got news that Cal Penn, Austin Kane, Rupali Red and also Devin Bright will be joining the series in varying roles. Rupali will be playing Grace, the daughter of a game inventor, Simon, who will be played by Cal Penn. Devin will play the role of Noel, Santa's right-hand elf, and also Austin will play the role of Cal, the eldest son of Scott and Carol. Cal lacks drive and focus and isn't sure what he wants, but knows it's not at the North Pole, and appears ill-equipped to survive in either world, really, although that might be slowly changing. I'm actually really looking forward to this series. I know I've said this on a few different occasions, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out more about the new cast that they've got coming, and hopefully more of the original cast returning for guest appearances, let's say. 
And finally, Disney announced this past week that the popular ABC series, Dancing with the Stars, will be leaving ABC and moving exclusively to Disney Plus as the streaming service's first live series. Disney Plus has signed a two-season contract for the series, which will launch on the platform later this year. It's been thought that this could be Disney's experiment with producing live content for the platform and the pl- with the plan to expand this in the near or distant future. Also, this could be a way of bringing in some of the new ad-supported content as part of the new ad-supported tier that's being added later this year, as well as bringing on more subscribers to the platform who follow the series and have done throughout the years. But I did want to find out what your thoughts are on this. Is this move by Disney to bring more reality shows and live content to the platform a good transition and a sign that they're moving further away from traditional TV platforms? Or do you feel that this is just a big experiment by Disney that will alienate fans of the long-running series? Just drop me a message over on social media and let me know your thoughts about it. You can find me over at the D Plus Club or, of course, over in the Social Radio Discord. Just let me know what your thoughts are. There were quite a few other stories from these past two weeks, and many of them were just little stories or didn't have a lot of information around them or were about upcoming series that I wanted to cover in more detail a little bit closer to the time. The only other story that I did want to briefly cover is that Disney actually have an offer available in the US currently where subscribers can save up to 25% on selected rooms at the Walt Disney World Resort between July 8th and September 30th of this year. If you think that this offer might be something that you'll be interested in, I would act fast as those summer months are known for being very, very busy. I'd also recommend reaching out to my friend Nicole, the host of DW60, as she is a Disney travel agent with Magical Park Vacations, and she'll be able to get you sorted with your discount, as well as help you to plan your trip as well. And that's about it for this week's news. What are you most excited for that's coming up in the news for the latest Disney Plus content? Let me know over on social media, like I say, at at or forward slash the D Plus Club, or you can head over to the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord or of course over in the sorcerer radio fun zone facebook group as well now though it's time for a brief break and then i'll be back with what's new and what's coming soon to disney plus this next week what are some of the most popular songs played on sorcerer radio we'll find out every monday morning on the srn top 10 at 8 a.m eastern vote for your favorite disney song on the sorcerer radio app by pressing the vote button on the bottom part of the screen that's the srn top 10 on sorcerer radio all disney music all day long srsounds.com and i'm back so what's new and what's coming soon to disney plus this next week Of course, whilst I've been off, we've had the release of the first two episodes of Moon Knight, and I've been really enjoying this series. I've been talking to both my dad and also my wife and some people at work about this, and there seems to be many mixed opinions about this series, especially with the content of it, dealing with a person with dissociative identity disorder, or at least as part of the superpowers that uh, Khonshu or the, the... the the Egyptian god bestows upon him. So I'm looking forward to finding out more about that and how these multiple personalities kind of tie into this and if it was caused by Khonshu or whether it's something that this character of Mark Spector already had and this kind of just emphasised this. So yeah, looking forward to finding out more about this. I am really enjoying this character though. He's very, very complex and I feel that you really have to be paying attention to this series to kind of understand all of the different aspects of 
this the, just the character of Mark Spector and also Stephen Grant and of course Konshu and Moon Knight as well because it's almost like dealing with multiple characters and I do have to say that Oscar Isaac Isaac is doing absolutely brilliant job with this just the range of his acting and being able to pick up these multiple personalities but also really drive home that emotion of each of these characters not only interacting with the world around them but at times even interacting with each other as well and yeah really really enjoying this series and if you're a marvel fan i'd I'd highly advise you checking it out anyway but if you're just a fan of really good character development, I would highly recommend looking into this series because there is a lot of very, very good character development around this central character uh, or characters that this one person plays. So, uh, yeah, really, really good. Highly recommend. But what have we got to look forward to this next week? Well, starting here in the UK on Monday, we'll be getting episode 16 from the final season of The Walking Dead, which is actually the finale of part two of the three-part final season. I have no idea what's going on with The Walking Dead at the moment, but uh, this will be the part two finale of this part of the series, let's say. Moving on to Wednesday, we'll be getting episode 3 of Moon Knight, as well as episode 9 of The Proud Family, Louder and Prouder. Also on Wednesday, we'll be seeing the global release of Ice Age Scrap Tales, where we'll be seeing an all-new six-episode animated short series starring Scrat as the hapless saber-toothed squirrel from the Ice Age films, who experiences the ups and downs of fatherhood, as he and his adorable and mischievous baby Scrat bond with each other, and also battle for ownership of the highly treasured Acorn. Over in the US on Wednesday, you'll also be getting Zeke and Luther, seasons 1 through 3, Alex and Co, seasons 1 through 3, five new episodes of season 5 of Raven's Home, Puppy Dog Pals, season 5, episodes 7 through 11, and also Spidey and His Amazing Friends, episodes 18 through 21. My son's actually really looking forward to seeing these new episodes because he's been really enjoying this series and also the shorts as well so far. And I'll try not to speak too loud because he's upstairs at the moment, but he has got some toys from Spidey and his amazing friends for his birthday, which is next week. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to giving him those because he's going to be uh, really, really enjoying those. Anyway, over here in the UK, we'll be getting Queen's episode 13, which is also the season finale. We'll also be getting The Resident, Season 5, Episode 13. NCIS, Season 19, Episode 4. Our Kind of People, Episode 9. The Great North, Season 2, Episode 8. Bob's Burgers, Season 12, Episode 10. And Family Guy, Season 20, Episode 10. Antidisturbios, I think that's how you say that, Season 1. The Missing, Seasons 1 and 2. And The Mick, Seasons 1 and 2. And also five new episodes of Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir. We'll also be getting Ghost Force episodes 1 through 10, Tots season 3 episodes 12 through 17, and the film Alvin and, Alvin and the Chipmunks Road Chip. We'll also be getting some more children's content here in the UK this Wednesday in the form of Giggle Wiggle, Ahoy Pirates, Rocco, Stitches, Dino and the Egg, and Toto's Kindergarten. And we'll also be getting some more new National Geographic editions in the form of Parched, Season 1, Superstructures of Engineering, Marvels, Season 1, The Ignorant Angel, Angels, Season 1, and Air Crash Investigation, Season 20. Moving on to Thursday here in the UK, we'll be getting Episode 1 of The Kardashians, as well as This Is Us, Season 6, Episode 12. 
on Friday, actually, and I've been trying to look at this for the past two days because I couldn't believe that there's not going to be anything. But as far as I can tell, this next Friday in the US, there aren't actually going to be any new releases. And I did check like three or four websites that I usually check for these kind of things. And yeah, nothing is supposedly being released this coming Friday in the US. Now, that could be subject to change. It could be that there's something that hasn't been announced that will drop suddenly on Friday. But yeah, at the moment, there's no new additions coming to the US on Friday. Here in the UK, though, next Friday, we'll be getting the movies The Three Musketeers from 2011, 2009's The Young Victoria. We'll also be getting Speed 1 and 2, as well as Le Mans 66 from 2019, starring Matt Damon, where Carol Shelby, an automotive designer, and also Ken Miles, a race car driver, join hands to build a trailblazing vehicle to compete compete against the Ferrari race cars. And it actually sounds really interesting. I remember seeing the trailer for this, so I'm looking forward to hopefully checking it out at some point. We're still wanting to watch Death on the Nile, which might actually be our movie night for tonight, so... Uh, yeah, I'll let you know if we get a chance to be able to watch that. We do actually have a bank holiday weekend coming up in the UK this next week. So we'll actually be off both Friday and Monday as part of the Easter weekend. So might be able to watch a film over the weekend there. And also we'll be getting Drain Alcatraz and Drain the Bermuda Triangle as part of the Drain the Ocean series for National Geographic. And that's about it for this next week. Like I said, this is subject to change, as especially with nothing being released on Friday in the US. I'd be surprised if nothing did get added at some point throughout this week. But what are you most looking forward to? Let me know over on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. I'll take another short break now, though, and then after that, we'll be back with The Weekly Movie Club. back and now it's time for the weekly movie club and as i mentioned earlier in the show this past week or two weeks movie actually has been the movie pirates of the caribbean the curse of the black pearl so if you've never seen any of the pirates of the caribbean movies before this is your spoiler warning if you don't want to be spoiled pause the show go and watch the film and then come back and join us for the rest of the podcast now with the spoiler warning out of the way let's get right into it in 1720, while sailing to Port Royal, Jamaica, aboard the HMS Dauntless, Governor Weatherby Swan and his daughter Elizabeth and their crew encounter a shipwreck and recover a young boy named Will Turner. Whilst looking after the boy, Elizabeth discovers a golden pirate medallion around his neck and takes it as her own. Eight years later, Lieutenant James Norrington, who is being promoted to Commodore, proposes to Elizabeth. However, the tightly fitting corset she is wearing for the occasion makes, makes her faint and fall into the sea, causing the medallion to emit a pulse out into the ocean. It's here that we're introduced to Captain Jack Sparrow, having just arrived in Port Royal to commandeer a ship. He sees Elizabeth fall, and when nobody acts, he decides to rescue her. Norrington identifies Jack as a pirate, and a chase ensues. Jack is able to hide from the authorities and in the process encounters Will, who is now a blacksmith. 
The tool duel and Jack is ultimately caught and imprisoned. That night, the mysterious ship, the Black Pearl, attacks Port Royal, searching for the medallion, after the Pulse sent out a signal that the crew were able to follow. The crew of the Pearl captures Elizabeth after she asks for a parlay, and they take her to meet Captain Barbosa. Elizabeth claims that her last name is Turner, to conceal her identity as the governor's daughter. Barbosa explains that the medallion that she has is one of 882 golden pieces that his true took from a treasure of Hernan Cortez on Isla de Muerta. This cursed Barbosa and his crew, turning them into immortals who appear skeletal in the moonlight. Barbosa and his crew have returned all but one of the pieces, with Elizabeth's medallion being the final piece needed to free the crew from their skeletal curse. Barbosa takes her prisoner, believing that she is the daughter of William Bootstrap Bill Turner, whose blood is needed to lift the curse. Will frees Jack to rescue Elizabeth, who Will has feelings for. Jack tells Will that he was the previous captain of the Black Pearl, before Barbosa staged a mutiny against him. Jack agrees to help Will if Will will also agree to help him to reclaim his ship. Jack and Will commandeer the HMS Interceptor, a small sloop of war, and head towards Tortuga. There, Jack enlists Gibbs to help them assemble a crew to help them on their voyage. They are able to chase the Pearl to Isla de Muerta, and Will and Jack witness Barbosa sacrificing Elizabeth's blood and returning the final piece of gold. However, the curse is not lifted because Elizabeth does not carry the blood of Bootstrap Bill, Will's father, and a previous crew member of the Black Pearl. Will is able to rescue Elizabeth and brings her to the Interceptor, whilst Jack is captured by Barbosa and locked in the brig of the Pearl. The Pearl pursues the Interceptor, destroying the ship and taking Jack's crew hostage in the process. Will makes a deal with Barbosa to release Elizabeth in exchange for his blood, but Barbosa exploits a loophole in his agreement that he did not state where they were to be released. Barbosa then maroons Jack and Elizabeth on a deserted island that Jack was also once previously abandoned on. After drinking a lot of rum from a stash that is hidden on the island, the following morning Elizabeth makes a smoke signal to signal any passing ships. Norrington then brings the Dauntless to rescue Elizabeth and arrest Jack. Elizabeth asks Norrington to pursue the Pearl and save Will, only eventually convincing him by accepting his marriage proposal. That night, the Dauntless arrives at Isla de Muerta, and Jack tells Norrington that he will lure the pirates out to be ambushed by the crew of the Dauntless. But instead, he persuades Barbosa's crew to attack the Dauntless before they lift the curse and lose their immortality. Elizabeth escapes the Dauntless and frees Jack's crew from the Brig of the Pearl. However, they refuse to rescue Jack and Will. So Elizabeth sets out on her own, whilst Jack's crew depart aboard the Pearl. Jack again switches sides, freeing Will and dueling with Barbosa, whilst Elizabeth and Will fight off Barbosa's crewmen. When Barbosa stabs Jack, it is revealed that Jack took a piece of the gold from the chest whilst he was stalling for time, and now is also cursed and unable to die. Jack takes the opportunity to shoot Barbosa and throws his coin to Will, who returns both coins to the chest with his and Jack's blood on them. The curse is then lifted, and Barbosa dies from Jack's gunshot, and the rest of Barbosa's crew, now no longer immortal, are arrested by the crew of the Dauntless. Later, back at Port Royal, Jack is to be hanged for piracy. However, Elizabeth diverts Norrington's attention, whilst Will attempts a rescue. However, Jack and Will are surrounded in their escape attempt. Elizabeth interrupts and declares her love for Will, 
and her father, Governor Swan, pardons Will and gives his blessing for Elizabeth to marry him. Jack takes the opportunity to dive into the sea and escape aboard the Black Pearl, which has been reclaimed by his new crew. Defeated, Norrington permits Jack and the Pearl a one-day head start, before initiating a pursuit. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl was released on July 9th, 2003, with a budget of $140 million. It then went on to make more than $655 million at the global box office. Whilst it premiered in theatres on July 9th, its premiere was actually held at the Disneyland Resort in California on June 28th. Work began on a Pirates of the Caribbean project back in 2001, when Jay Wolpert began working on a script. In the early days of that script, it actually featured Will Turner as a prison guard, who releases Jack Sparrow to rescue Elizabeth, who is being held for ransom money by Captain Blackheart. Disney originally toyed with the idea of producing this as a direct-to-home video film, which would have a far different cast and story from what we have in this film. Rewrites on the script began in 2002, and Disney brought on board producer Jerry Bruckheimer, who actually rejected the script at the time because it was just a straight pirate movie. This caused further changes to be made to the project, including adding a supernatural element and more comedy to the film. Johnny Depp was actually not the first choice for Captain Jack Sparrow, with Disney originally considering Matthew McConaughey and then later Jim Carrey for the role. However, due to a production clash with Bruce Almighty, Jim Carrey actually turned down the role. Michael Keaton and Christopher Walken were also considered for the role of Captain Jack. In 2002, the then-Disney CEO Michael Eisner attempted to shut down work on Pirates of the Caribbean after the box office failure of the Country Bears, which was also based on a Disney Pirates attraction. However, the director Gore Verbinski told his concept artist to keep working on the picture, and when Eisner came to visit, the executive was astonished by what had been created. Work on the sets began in mid-2002 with the creation of the cave for the gold. The set for this actually took five months to completely create, including filling it with five feet of water, 882 Aztec coins, and some gold paint on the styrofoam rocks for more impressions of treasure. They also built the Port Royal Fortress in California, as well as Governor Swan's Palace. However, when a fire broke out in September of 2002, it caused $525,000 of damage. However, thankfully, no one was injured. Filming began in October of 2002 and actually wrapped in early March of 2003. Filming did not go completely smoothly, however, as there are a few incidents on set. As Jack Sparrow steals the interceptor, three of the ropes attaching it to the Dauntless did not break at first, and when they did snap, Debris hit Depp's knee. Though he wasn't injured, the way the incident played out on film made it look more like Sparrow was merely ducking. And in a more humorous instant, when the boat that Jack Sparrow was supposed to arrive at Port Royal, it actually sank. This, of course, was then played out in a humorous way for filming in the end. During the filming, Johnny Depp wore contact lenses, which actually also served as sunglasses, so that he wouldn't be squinting in the sun all the time. Clothing smears of charcoal was, were used to conceal Johnny Depp's numerous tattoos. The Jack Sparrow tattoo on his arm in the movie is actually fake, but Johnny Depp actually got a real replica of this after finished the film to honour his son Jack. And also, Jack Sparrow's iconic catchphrase, Savvy, was actually improvised by Johnny Depp on set. Captain Jack is portrayed as having gold teeth in the film, and the gold teeth that Depp wore were actually his idea. 
He predicted that the executives would want fewer gold teeth. However, he just told his dentist to implant more gold teeth as a bargaining tool. Sparrow's final number of gold teeth in the film was actually what Depp was envisioning all along for his role. The ship that is the HOS Interceptor is actually an actual ship called the Lady Washington and is the official tall ship ambassador of the state of Washington. She can also be seen in Star Trek Generations and was used in reference for the RLS legacy in Treasure Planet. And it was also used in the show Once Upon a Time as Captain Hook's ship, the Jolly Roger. Because of the quick schedule of the shoot, Industrial Light and Magic actually began immediately working on the visual effects work. Whilst the skeletal forms of the pirates revealed by the moonlight took up relatively little screen time, the crew knew that their computer-generated forms had to convince people in terms of replicating their performance and also the characteristics of the actors, or else the transition for these would not work very well. Each scene ve- featuring them was actually shot twice, as a reference plate with the actors and then without them to add the skeletons in as well. With the shoot only wrapping in four months before the release, Verbinski spent 18 hour days on the edit, whilst at the same time spending time on the 600 effects shots, 250 of which were merely removing modern sailboats from the shots. And finally, as the film is based loosely on the Disney Parks attraction of the same name, there are actually several references to that attraction throughout the film. The song Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life For Me is, of course, sung in the original attraction, and is also actually found three times throughout the film. It's referenced in the open of the film when Will is saved from the wreck, Elizabeth and Jack sing it when they're stranded on the island, and also Jack in the final scene. When Jack is jailed in the film, the prisoners can be seen trying to bait a dog who is holding the keys to the cells. This is actually one of the most famous scenes that can be referenced straight from the ride. The scenes from Tortuga are actually based off of the burning town element in the attraction, even down to where Gibbs is in the mud with the pigs. And there are also a few other references, including the treasure room sequence in the film. After the film's release, animatronic Jack Sparrows and Barbosa were also added to many of the scenes in the Disney Parks rides, allowing the film and ride to come full circle and follow each other a little bit more closely. And that's about it for the movie this week. What did you think? I really enjoy the Pirates of the Caribbean film. In fact, the original film, this Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl, I would say is my favourite in the entire series. I did enjoy the second and the third film. However, the fourth kind of missed the mark for me. And I'll have to admit, even though I have it on iTunes, I haven't watched the fifth, fifth film. I'm not sure. I think the fourth one kind of spoiled it for me. And We just never got around to watching Salazar's Revenge. And I think me and my wife have said that we're just going to watch them all from the beginning before we go to Disney this year. And yeah, I I just really enjoyed re-watching this particular film because this was what kind of started it all. And I really enjoyed this film. And with the amount of different references to the ride that are in this film, I found myself going, oh, that's from the ride and that element's from the ride and this, that and the other. So yeah, really, really enjoyed this film. And also it's probably my wife's favourite out of the Pirates of the Caribbean films as well. But like I say, I I did enjoy the second and third one. The second and third are are more like a two-part film, if anything. They kind of, it's one story in one and one story in the other, but they do join each other together, which I found quite interesting. But yeah, I th- we will get round to those in the Weekly Movie Club at some point. But uh, yeah, I wanted to start with this because it is the first film in this franchise. And of course, they are thinking about producing another film. I know that there's been the controversy with uh, Johnny Depp, uh, who may now not star in the next film. 
But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping that they kind of work that out and they're able to bring his character and him into it in some way, shape, or form because I don't feel it's really Pirates of the Caribbean now without Jack Sparrow because he's just done such a brilliant job with that character and the franchise as a whole as well. So, yeah, looking forward to finding out more about that. But, uh, yeah, we did really enjoy this film. Of course, as always, I ask over in the Sorcerer Radio Discord, the Fun Zone Facebook group, and also over on my social media for people to be able to share their comments. So, let's see what you had to say this week. Brandon, over in the Discord, said, Pirates of the Caribbean, the movie that finally asked the question that has been plaguing mankind for centuries. Where has all the rum gone? Seriously, though, I love this movie. It's action-packed, and what it lacks in a singing musical number, it makes up for with a great score. So yeah, I completely agree, agree with Brandon on that. It's a really action-packed movie, and the score for this movie is absolutely brilliant. It's got some really iconic music numbers in there that as soon as you hear it, you know that that is Pirates of the Caribbean. Joan in the Discord also says, Pirates is our favourite movie. And Tim over on Instagram sent me a message saying, Glad that the movie club is back after a couple of weeks off and really enjoyed Pirates of the Caribbean. I've seen it a few times and I always love re-watching it. Really good movie and look forward to watching the rest of the films in this series. Thank you everyone for your comments on this week's movie. This week we have got the guys that did his back, so let's see what they had to say about Pirates of the Caribbean. Diz is, Diz is, review. Review. Uh, so this week, we are going to be doing the first pirate movie. What do you guys think about this movie? This is probably one of my favorite. This is, I'm not going to say it's one of my favorite. <laughs> you know, this is one of my favorite movies. I do love the pirate series, right? Whenever we go on a Disney cruise, we watch the full, the, all of them, right? At least, I would say at least two to three times a year, we'll get in a mood where we're like, hey, let's just watch all the pirate movies. Um, so we'll watch all the pirate movies. We'll get in bed all weekend, just watch them all with my son, my wife, you know, we, we do love the pirate movies. How about you guys? Really good movie, really good cast, really, really fun, enjoyable franchise. <clears throat> I think I missed one of the movies. I think I need to, I got to rewatch them all. Cause I think there's one that I didn't watch like at world's end or maybe one of the ones in between. Cause how many are there four or five? Too many. Yeah. There's a lot, right? Um, the, um, I, think, I think there's, I think there's five. I saw I saw the very last one on like opening weekend with uh the the creepy guy with the flowing hair and it did, I I did not like that one but all the all I, the other ones I really enjoyed I like that one that's that's one of my fa- that's one of, that's probably my favorite one is that really? last one the with the guy with the creepy one? hair really? yeah and he has dude there's so many funny parts in it when he had, when he's like pretty much you know riding the bank he's inside the bank and the bank's kind of just going through oh the town no there's so it, it was enjoyable it just was in my opinion just wasn't a good movie i i mm-hmm. enjoyed I, I enjoyed watching it it was a it was fun but just especially just sizing it up to the other ones because the other ones are actual good movies like with good stories and like the black pearl that's such a cool story like they they, they did such a good job with that yep and this one the first one is the curse of the black pearl mm-hmm. so it kind of talks it goes really all of them are about the black pearl i guess you can say but the black pearl is a great ship. Jen, which ship did they have at Castaway K? That wasn't, it was the Flying Dutchman, wasn't it? Was the Flying Dutchman. It wasn't the Black Pearl. And how disappointing was that? Like, that was one of the things that we were really looking forward to way back in 2012. It was like, yes, we're going to wake up in the morning. We're going to be at this private island and that ship's going to be there. And it wasn't, but that's okay. Weather kind of, it was never meant to be um, like a, a long-term prop at Castaway because it really truly was a movie prop. So weather just wow. kind of got the best of it and they had to take it down. 
down. Um, but this movie, we just probably should touch on the fact that just how, how much of a game changer this was for Disney, because wasn't this the first crossover that, that had, um, sought inspiration from a ride with yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. And so just smashing success as far as cast, you know, I mean, my favorite character, um, unpopular opinion is Barbosa. I I just love Mm -hmm. how Jeffrey Rush portrays that character. Um, Always been my favorite. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Captain Jack, but um, he's my favorite. And it's just, it was such a smashing success that they thought that, Hey, we're going to continue to ride this high and we're going to make this great movie with Eddie Murphy about the haunted mansion. <laughs> and it was horrible. I guess one of Joe's favorite movies, right, Joe? I, don't know. <laughs> I love the pirate. I love the pirate movies. I, I, I just want to talk about Barbosa, right? Great character. Um, when you have those characters where you're kind of like, is he the bad guy? Is he not the bad guy? What's going on? Yeah. I like him. You know, is he... those are the best characters in uh, Once Upon a Time, which we've kind of been talking about doing a show on Once Upon a Time with Scott from No New Friends, right? Um, uh, you know, there's that one character that's kind of very similar. It's kind of like, is he a bad guy? It's Gold, Mr. Gold. Is he a bad guy? It's Rumpelstiltskin. Is he a bad guy? What's going on? Barbosa is that character. Um, he is this, and he's, he, I think I might like him better than Jack Sparrow also. Yeah, the first movie is definitely is the best movie out of the whole series for sure. I think the um, just the comedy and the way they did that first movie was so good. And unfortunately for me, I don't think any other movie stayed in that par, which is why I don't really like the series as a whole. Like, I love the first movie, but the rest of the movies, they kind of all blend together for me. That's fair. I do feel like they blend. That's why I had to think, like, how many movies were there? Because I feel like yeah. some of them did blend together. Now, needless to say, it's a it's a really fun, fun franchise. And um, I think that's what I kept making them because people kept paying to go see them. But can we talk about the CGI in this in this series oh altogether? The CGI yes. is like so amazing. Of time. Amazing CGI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when they're sitting there and they're like, you know, you have the moon kind of shining down and they're walking through it and then yeah. they're you know, as they go to the moonlight, is it they're, they're skeletons. skeletons as they go through yep. the moonlight, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's like you can see like the beams, I guess, coming down from the moon. Yeah. And for them to go to skeleton to human, skeleton to human, it's yeah. just it, the CGI is just crazy. It was awesome. That was awesome. That was a great reveal. You want to hear more from Joe, Alex, Jen, and Chris? Just visit DizHiz.com and listen to DizHiz on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much, guys. Remember, you can catch them over on Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. and 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as, of course, on all major podcasting platforms and also the new Sorcerer Radio website. Remember, if you want to send me your comments on the Weekly Movie Club each week, you can do so in the Weekly Movie Club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, or of course on any of my posts on social media at at or forward slash the D plus club, or of course over in the Sorcerer Radio Fun Zone Facebook group. And also if you want to leave me an audio comment on the movie, you can record one and send one over on my Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash the D plus club. Next week for the Weekly Movie Club, we're going back to it being weekly, by the way. I'm not going to have another two weeks off, hopefully, anyway. But we will be going back to our MCU series for Captain America Civil War. Until then, though, hopefully you have a good week. Thank you very much for tuning in this week, and hopefully you can tune in again next time. Have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye. 